Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode. In today's episode, I have another special guest joining me, Ainsley. She is a rock star personal trainer. She is jacked as fuck. And we had a beautiful conversation in and around training, how to get the most out of your training, how to overcome gym anxiety, and breaking down some common mistakes that people are making that are really stopping them from reaching their goals. So let's jump in. But before we jump into today's episode, if you could please take one moment of your time to open up the Apple Podcast app and write me a quick review. If you're loving the podcast, it means so much to me and it really does help me and support the channel. Let's get into the episode. Ainsley, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing a bit about you and your story and who you help. So first of all, I would love it if you could tell us a little bit about you. Where did you start with your fitness journey and some of the barriers that you face and how are you able to overcome them? Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, just about my fitness journey. So I think my interest in fitness was influenced by my dad initially. He was such a big gym junkie. He would go to the gym like five times a week and I would always go with him and I was always in that environment and I was very active as a kid as well. Then when I got to about teenager times, he started to show me around the gym, like different equipment, how to use it. And then I was sometimes going with him to train in the gym. So that was when I was about 15 or 16. Um, And then when I graduated, I got a gym membership and I was going a few times a week, but only sticking to, you know, lightweight in the lightweight section. I did a lot of cardio and then I started uh, doing some group classes. So I was jumping on the Les Mills body pump classes yeah. <laughs> and that's when I knew, I feel like everyone has done body pump. Been there. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's when I started to learn how to lift with the correct technique, mm-hmm. which I really loved. So the instructor at the time, she was actually leaving and she approached me and she's like, um, do you want to possibly become a Les Mills instructor? And then, yeah, about, about probably a few months later, I got my certificate and then I started running Les Mills Body Pump classes in the gym for about two years. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And then that's where it all started. And then at the time at the same gym, I made friends with one of the trainers there. So he would always give me guidance on how to structure a training program properly because by then I was getting to the point where I wanted to step outside of group classes and actually lift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was giving me advice about training and nutrition. And then that's when I started to lift a little bit heavier and that's when I started to see results. Hmm. I started to get a bit of muscle gain and I just love the process and just the feeling of, you know, feeling strong. Hmm. And then down the track, I got my cert three and then I moved to Brisbane and that's when I picked up um, some more group classes at another gym. And then in 2017, I started uh, my PT cert. And then that's when, yeah, I started to PT. Mm-hmm. But with regards to the barriers that I faced, uh, mostly just lack of knowledge when I started my journey. Yeah. So that would have been around 2012 where the fitness industry culture was so different for women. Mm-hmm. It was all about, you know, looking skinny. Uh, it was the skinny me tea era. Yep. Again, all been there. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was just to look toned, but not too muscly. Like every other female out there believed that lifting weights would make you bulky and also eating too many carbs would make you fat. Yeah. That's what I used to believe. And just lacking confidence and just feeling intimidated in the weight section mm-hmm. when I first started training. So again, because I was so young, like I started properly training in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. It was just a confidence thing as well. And then also nutrition, you know, I was scared to eat too much food. I was under the belief that eating too many carbs would make me fat. Yeah. And yeah, and I was such a tiny thing, you know. I, it's just crazy how I was so scared of putting it weight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me to overcome those barriers over time, I firstly I studied and educated myself and I worked with other coaches and attended seminars and, you know, all of those things really added up to getting that experience. And over time I felt more comfortable as well. And also with nutrition, again, I educated myself. I did courses. I listened to podcasts, like followed the right things on social media. And that's where it really helped me overcome those barriers over time. Yeah. And there's so much good stuff in that in terms of like really picking out the importance of education, right? Like, and that's something that I'm so heavily like passionate about in with my clients is like educating on them why they're doing what they're doing. So they understand it's not like, you know, and I'm Mm. guaranteed that you would do that too. Because like it's it's not just like, you know, follow this meal plan or you're doing follow this exercise program. It's like, okay, we're doing this exercise because, you know, it's a hypertrophy phase and we're, you know, focusing on growing the muscles and growing the glutes and then we'll like then we'll move into a strength block and, you know, like educating them on like the specifics that we're doing so then they understand as well. Because number one, I think for them to like get on board with it. And the other thing as well is to like remain consistent because I know definitely, Mm -hmm. I don't know about your clients, but for me, it's like when they understand and they know what they're doing and why they're doing it, they get excited about it. Would you say that's the same for you? Yeah, absolutely. It all comes down to the knowledge part, 100%. And yeah, once I, again, once I do start to give my clients the knowledge that they need, they feel empowered and they can actually eventually go away and do it themselves, which is, you know, why we're here. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And I love how you brought up as well, like the fear of the weight gain and the fear of carbohydrates and the fear of, you know, maybe looking bulky. And it's such an important conversation to have over and over again, because we really do need to normalize, right? Like that's how so many people are feeling. And if you're feeling like that, you're absolutely not alone. It's literally like that diet culture and what it has done to us and the conditioning that it's like been put on us, because literally that's what we were looking at during those pivotal times right of learning and growing into like becoming a woman but if you're you've been told you got to have those detox teas of course it's what you're going to believe so yeah thank you for bringing that up because it's really really important to normalize it so I love that you've always been in the gym and the story with your dad that's so beautiful what really got you into like more so like one-on-one personal training in comparison to doing the group thing what was the big thing that really got you to switch across Well, I wanted to take the next step after being a group fitness instructor and I wanted to work with females one-on-one just to, you know, to help someone feel stronger and and more confident in their own skin and and what they're capable of. Mm -hmm. Um, And because I know how much strength training helped me with my confidence and feeling comfortable and my own skin and showing what I'm capable of, I just really wanted to help them, yeah, others, especially women, achieve that too. Yeah. Because, Yeah. yeah, I... You know, I want to be able to coach other women who were once in my shoes. Yeah. And also personal training just naturally felt like it was 
something I was meant to do and it was the next step yeah after becoming an instructor so yeah yeah if you're listening to this you need to go check out Ainsley's Instagram because honestly she is absolutely jacked like I love her active wear sets honestly I swear to god you've got like 50 of them but yes. actually, you're the reason why I started buying Crop Shop because I actually love it because she looks so freaking banging in it. But yeah, no, guys, like honestly, like the numbers she's lifting and her technique and her form is really, truly inspiring. So you definitely need to go and check her out. One thing you did say, which was really, really important, I think that we need to pick out because the exact same thing happened to me. It's when you started following like a program and when you started doing that one-to-one instead of those group trainings is when you started seeing results. Yes. And we need to talk about that, I think, because I feel like that like it's such a common mistake, right, that people are making is like they're going into these group fitness gyms and just like lifting whatever and not like, you know, training at the right intensity and all the stuff that's going wrong there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would love it if you could explain some of the biggest reasons why most women are not reaching their body goals before they come and work with you as a client and even in your own experience, like how you, what have you experienced? Yeah. Well, in my own experience to start with, yeah, like you said, I was doing so many group fitness classes. I was doing hit class. I was doing a cycle class. I was doing body pump class and then obviously I wasn't eating enough. Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't seeing results. And it's funny because when I think back to it, the trainer that I made friends with, he was always like, eat a little bit more, just eat a little bit more, not in a negative way, but he was just in a caring way. Yeah. You know, if you want to see results, you need to start eating a little bit more and filling your body. But um, in terms of, you know, the things that I see from clients before they come and see me, it's again, Firstly, it's just lack of knowledge and not understanding the process, whether that is fat loss or muscle growth. And there is so much misinformation out there. Mm-hmm. So if someone is not experienced, it can be so overwhelming, especially on social media. It, it's just things are just made so complicated or, again, the diet culture comes into play as well. Yeah. But the thing is, it's so simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. Mm-hmm. It's sticking to the right exercises, like to the same exercises, but maybe you're changing up the variation, the reps, the set, the tempo. Yep. But it's so simple. Um, and also, they come and see me because they want accountability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, every client that I see, they need accountability and they want accountability. And, you know, even just teaching them with things like habits and just following a structured plan is huge. And also, you know, not, they maybe have not stayed consistent for long enough in the gym to start seeing results yes because again there's so much information out there that it you know like a quick pill that will solve all your problems you know it actually it takes time and it takes fucking hard work (laughs) (laughs) absolutely oh I love all of those things for sure and I think in the terms of accountability thing I don't know I had this conversation literally with Niels two days ago and I personally like felt a little bit of shame that I admitted that I need accountability because there was a part of me that was like oh my god you're not good enough you can't self-motivate but then I was like hang on a minute I think it's it's really powerful to have someone else in your corner right like someone else who's cheering you on because it's yes the accountability aspect is huge but it's also the Mm -hmm. other things that come with having that outside accountability person And I know Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people out there who are not reaching out for help because they feel like they can do it alone and they feel like they, you know, all the things that I was feeling as well for a really long period of time. But 
having that external accountability is so, so helpful because it's like even on those days where you really, really don't want to show up, it's really on those days where you feel like you're not seeing results. It's the days where it's like, oh my God, what's the point? I'm going to, you know, throw in the towel because I'm not there yet is the really important part of having that accountability as well, because it's about the accountability of having your mindset, like having a mindset check, right? Oh yeah. That's mindset's huge. So huge. Mm-hmm. And like another thing that I forgot to mention is even women will come and see me because they're scared to lift that little bit heavier or they don't, mm. because they don't feel confident. And as women, I think we underestimate how much we are actually capable of as mm. well. Don't you think it's, Yeah. Oh, I absolutely agree. Like, oh my God, I did some one RM testing this week and I had didn't realize that how much I could actually deadlift because I definitely probably wasn't training hard enough. And then when I, you know, did that test, I was like, whoa, I didn't know that I had that in me, you know? So, (laughs) yeah. And so I think it's absolutely, we don't really realize how much that we really can put into it and how much we can, because it's that mindset, right. That's holding us back Mm -hmm. to being like, I'm afraid. I'm like, you know, I've had back issues in the past. So there's a part of me that's like a little bit like apprehensive about, you know, going a little bit heavier, but that's my back is fine. My back is, you know, that's no longer an issue. It's been healed for a really long time now, but it's just that, you know, the fear, (laughs) it pops in, you know, for so many different ways and it's a little bit sneaky sometimes that that's a whole nother level of conversation, right? Breaking through fear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Yes. God, I could talk about that for ages. So this is actually perfect because moving into the space of gym anxiety, right? Because I know it's one of the biggest barriers for women to reaching their, you know, physique souls and their full potential is feeling intimidated to uh, quote unquote. I like to call because a lot of my clients are like, I don't want to go into the man section. (laughs) Did you ever experience this feeling? I know that I did. And what are some of the mindset shifts that you had to make in order to get you feeling really confident there? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, I did. I definitely in my early 20s when I started my fitness journey, you know, I would always be really hesitant in the weight section and I'd go hide down the far end when no one was there or train in the women's section. Yeah. Because that was a women's section at the time. Uh, but the more experience I became, the more I saw what I'm capable of when it comes to strength training and the more confident I felt. So that's when my mindset started to shift and when I started appreciating what my body can do and not just focusing on the aesthetics. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, just seeing a coach at the time really helped me because I was going in with a plenary session. I felt like I knew what I was doing. And then I started to see progress. And yeah, that that's what really, really helped me. And that's when I started to adopt the mindset that I get to show up every training session and to work on becoming a better, stronger, confident version of myself. Oh, that's so powerful. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a good mindset shift. And I absolutely yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it, right? Because a lot of people, like myself included, right? We go into the gym because of like it's fat loss or weight loss. Or, you know, for me, it was I wanted to be smaller. But mm-hmm. like being able to, you know, shift that focus and then really start focusing on performance rather than aesthetics is absolutely game changing because you're completely right. It's like, how strong can I get? Like, how far can I push this? You know, how close to failure can I really, really like move? Like for the first time in such a long time, and I don't know why I don't program it, but I put in tricep dips into my program and I haven't done them in so long, like ages. 
And I just did one and I was like, what the hell? I can do a body weight like dip. And, I, and just that feeling that you get, right? And I'm sure that you've probably experienced that is because you're like, mm. what you can lift is insane. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And I've also started realizing, you know, those little accessory movements are going to help us get stronger in our compound movements. Yeah. I, yeah, I never used to train arms that much or core or anything like that. But, you know, in the last few months, I definitely have focused on that and it helps. It helps with everything. It helps with, yeah, all of your big lifts. So absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, um, oh, and also just the mindset that I've started to realize, you know, and of course it probably comes with age and maturing that no one cares what you're doing in the gym. Yeah. Like they're too busy focusing on themselves. Yeah. And that's a really good thing that people should remember if they're nervous. Yeah, they're probably thinking exactly the same thing as what you're thinking, right? Like, don't think that you're special, that you think people are looking at you. The person over there is thinking exactly the same thing, right? Exactly. You're not that special. Because <laughs> I sometimes yeah, of course. Um, gym anxiety. Like, oh, I remember yeah. going to Bali in the body factory in the gym there and there are some, like, ripped people and there is a lot of, like, fitness influencers. There is a lot of fit people in there so here's me feeling like really small all again and I'm like trying to work out how to use this reverse hyper machine and I'm just like oh my god I don't know how to do this everyone's looking at me and so <laughs> it, the feeling is real but what are some what are three things that can really help someone overcome this feeling because once you overcome it and once you start lifting heavy and like you've already said, the ripple effect on that is huge, right? Like your confidence increases, you, you know, you hold yourself better in real life and you just feel really good. So what are three things that can kind of get someone there? Well, I think the top thing would be working with a coach is such a great investment. Whether you do that for a few months, it doesn't have to be forever. Yep. Whether that's doing one-on-one PT or getting a program from a coach, yeah. You'll just get so much out of that and learn so much. You know, you'll learn the fundamentals and how to lift correctly. And, you know, just say you go to a standard gym, signing up for a couple of PT sessions to begin with is always such a great idea mm-hmm. because you can learn how to feel comfortable in that environment from the get-go. You know, yeah. I feel like that gym anxiety will kind of just fade away if that's how you start. And obviously the more experience you have on your belt, the more comfortable you're going to feel. So just keep showing up for yourself and putting in the repetitions because the more you do something, the better you become at it. Yes. Because consistency is key. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I actually really love that you say that because I know it's such a limiting thing. I don't know with your clients, mm. but definitely for my clients in terms of like getting things right, getting things perfect because that's yeah. like a really big contributor to that gym anxiety, right? It's because I don't know how to do this. I'm going to look stupid. I'm not doing it perfect. Therefore, I'm bad. I'm embarrassed. I'm like, I can't handle being there. So I think it's really absolutely completely right. And I remember moving into like following my own first program, like hiring that first person was absolutely pivotal into number one, getting results. Like I literally was, you know, trying on my own, well, not trying on my own, but, you know, with gym classes and that X, Y, and Z for like three years. The growth that I saw, you know, following a program and actually applying progressive overload, the change yep. that happened within six months, I was like, this is the magic pill. Why aren't people doing this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? If you are still feeling nervous or you feel like you feel stupid or whatever it is, 
Mm. Go and train with a buddy. Bring a buddy yeah. with you or bring someone who's experienced with you, whether that's your boyfriend, friend, whatever, um, because the great thing is they can be your support and accountability person while you are getting comfortable in that environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, just having that safety net, I guess, is a good way of putting that, whether that's, you know, yeah, someone you know, your partner, your friend, absolutely can be can be so, so beneficial. Um, I love another thing that you said in terms of like consistency is the way you see results. Um, and even yeah. before when you said like people are giving up too soon before they even see results. So on a, like a realistic time, like you've been training what, how many years now? Okay. So I'm 30. I started training consistently since I was 20. So that's 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what would you say is uh, kind of like an accurate timeline of mm. from like fueling your body correctly actually training with structure you know applying all the basic principles of you know muscle hypertrophy and things like that and I know this is such like a hard question to answer because I know it's like everyone's different right yeah but like in terms of like really changing that body composition like in terms of building some muscle and then like maybe dropping some fat how long does that process really take Well, I guess, yeah, it depends on probably where you're at with your training age, how much experience you have under your belt, where you're starting, Mm -hmm. you know, where your starting point is, that also comes into play. But because I believe in sustainable results, um, I think, you know, if you want sustainable results and you also want flexibility with your lifestyle, at least like six months, Mm -hmm. you know, put in the work six months and, you know, that's going to allow you for some wriggle room you know, because you are still learning and about nutrition and training. But I really think, you know, a good six-month period is really going to set you up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I love that. And my opinion is it takes longer than six months, to be honest, because like, and I love how you said and you brought up training age because it's such an important thing to talk about. It's because like if you're, you know, you're a beginner in the gym and you're going in and, you know, you're wanting to really grow your glutes, but you don't Mm. know how to properly do a deadlift or you properly don't know how to do a squat or even a hip thrust, like in order to get like really good results in the gym, you need to be executing those lifts correctly. And that's something I say to all my clients, right? It's like that first year of you in the gym is you're learning how to freaking do it because the compound lifts are so technical. There's like all the things that you really have to nail and master in order to get that, you know, full range of motion and making sure you're using the right muscles at the right time is a thing in itself. Of course, you can still see results from not having like perfect technique. Absolutely not. But it's just like, it's something that you then have to look at like, okay, cool. Like this is how am I going to find enjoyment over the time that I'm spending here now? Because it's like, this is no longer like a 12 week thing. Like this is something now that I have to really like be focusing kind of for 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. You're in for the long haul. Yeah. And put that in perspective, six months is like the absolute minimum. And again, like I said, it really just depends where you're at yeah but yeah it's like that first month like six months to a year yeah again it's like you're just learning everything you're navigating everything knowing how to yeah to lift properly like it you know it's not overnight and funny because I have clients who will come and train with me and they they say to me oh you just your form is so good it's like yes I have 10 years experience I've been putting in the time (laughs) yeah I've been putting in the work so hopefully it's good Yes. And I actually want to pick your brain in terms of of that because your technique is really stunning and it's like, you know, those perfect lifts every time. 
other than putting in the work and we have to really like celebrate you for that and normalize that you do have to put in the work right um what are some other things like two things that you always do to be able to remain consistent and ultimately get the results that you do well uh, firstly making sure that I'm eating enough to feel my body yeah you know because if you're training for performance you need to feel yourself you need to feel yourself before you train and, you know, just noticing a difference over the years versus where I wasn't really educated on nutrition versus where I am now. Mm-hmm. Like it's such a huge difference. You know, making I'm um, hitting my calories or eating enough protein and carbs for energy and, you know, fats. And, yeah, I think that's definitely number one. Uh, also progressive overload, that is key, especially if you want to build muscle and get strong. And really important, don't overdo it. And prioritize rest and recovery and sleep because <laughs> growth happens when we get adequate rest. <laughs> oh, again, I love how you said that. I literally, <laughs> I sat down with Jeannie, another PT, and we literally talked about the importance of sleep. So yeah. and this is more evidence if you guys are listening to this, right? It's like, what are we saying right now? Like one, go to Ainsley to look at her results so you can have the evidence of, okay, this stuff works. And then what is she saying? She's saying eat more. She's saying progressive overload, follow a program. She's saying don't overdo it. Focus on rest and focus on sleep. It's like, right, we're looking for those, you know, the quick fix. Well, not not necessarily people are looking for the quick fix, but they're just, I think they're more looking for like something new because what they've done didn't work. Mm. Because the but the problem really is, and you said it before, is because it's that shiny new object syndrome. Like they do something, they try, and yeah. they give up before they see results. So I think it's like, holy crap, like you have to give yeah. yourself more time, right? Oh, yeah. And you know what? The thing about social media is that you see these people post these random workouts and people will think, oh, I'm going to try that. And then, you know, they're not consistent with what their training structure is. Mm-hmm. And it's boring, you know, the, the stuff that works is boring, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is such a thing that I hear all the time. How do you help your clients overcome that? Well, yeah, it's just like educating them, you know, and I think what keeps my clients excited and hungry for progress is when they see themselves lifting that little bit heavier oh. every single week. Well, not every single week, but yeah, you know, seeing that progress and a good tool for me is as a trainer is I film them and then I compare from their day one to month, whatever it is, or yeah. And they can see, wow, okay, I have really improved here because like you said earlier, there's some days where you'll come into a session and feel like you're not achieving anything. <laughs> yes. I've been stuck in those. I call them the circle of truth. Anytime I like get triggered or whatever, it's like, cause you yeah. feel like it's the end of the world. And yeah. that's why it's important to have like that external source. Um, Another thing that you said was fueling your body correctly. So what does that really look like? Like what do you do in terms of like what do you have before you train or what does your after gym workout meal look like? Yeah. Well, before I train, I get like a quick source of carbs. So Mm. I've been loving like an LCM bar or fruit or something like that. And then after the gym, I usually train in the morning. So when I get home, it'll be breakfast time. So I usually try to incorporate some good protein, carbs, and fats. Mm-hmm. At the moment, I'm absolutely loving just scrambled eggs. And I mix potato and like zucchini and mushrooms all in it together. Um, I find that's like, and it just hits the spot. 
And then Abo hits the spot. They stay satiated for a few hours until lunchtime. <laughs> How I'm trying to envision the potato situation. Like, <laughs> oh, God, potato is my fave. But do you, I like, pre-cook potatoes. it before you put it in the scrambled eggs? Yeah, yeah. So you chop them up really fine. And then I put it in a separate pot with some boiling water yeah. and let it cook for a couple minutes. And then I put it in my other sauce with eggs. Oh, little stuff. Oh, yeah. Yum. Mm, yeah. I love like potato, um, like fritters and things like that. So, oh, um, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like an absolute vibe. Cool. All right. So, I love that in terms of like you're fueling, you're having something to eat before you train, you're definitely fueling your body after. How are you yep. able to get over the mindset of eating more? How are you able to work through, you know, learning how to change that mindset from food is bad to mm. it's fuel yeah so getting over that mindset um about you know more fueling your body i think uh it comes down again and i've said this so many times down to education on nutrition yeah and also you know yeah it can be really scary to eat that little bit more but you know a good thing is you can have strategy behind it for example you know if you are wanting to eat that little bit more just slightly increase your calories every week and you know, if you are working with the coach, you know, check in with them, get measurements or, you know, even take photos. I think that's a really good tool. But the good thing is about when you eat more, you have more energy. Yeah. You have more energy to lift heavy shit yeah. and your hormones and, you know, women's health in general is just you're more at an optimal level. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize that until you're there and you're eating so much food and you have so much energy and your sleep's better as well and your recovery's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. and that's it. I think it's about leaning into the fear and doing the shit yeah. that's scary in terms of eating more and then mm. reaping the benefits and then building evidence of like that is you now your new story. Like this is what happens yeah. because we're projecting that fear, right? Well, if I eat carbs and I'm going to get fat, but when you do it, you actually live through it and you're like, hang on a minute. I'm actually like mm-hmm. in some cases, a lot of women get leaner because they can train yeah. harder. They've got more energy. So they're doing more. Their neat increases without them really even realizing. And then, like you said, the health component is so, so important because that is something that like is not spoken about enough. I think is that like health should be like if not the number one focus and because it's yep. so in and around like I want to lose weight I want you know my clothes to fit me a certain way I'm like well hang on a minute like are you healthy like yeah are you, and fueling your body correctly is health right so yeah and that's something that really helped me in terms of shifting my mindset was also like when I started focusing more so on my health I saw results right like when you start eating enough, eating the right macros when you're, you know, even getting all your micronutrients and then like the flow on effect on your hormones and everything like that, like you said, is such a positive effect that happens. So absolutely. And if you want to see some gains and build some muscle, build a booty, you have to eat. (laughs) Got to eat those, eat that food. (laughs) It's a good position to be in. (laughs) I remember going through my first surplus experience. Like, I'm not going to lie, it triggered me a little bit. I thought I was like fully okay with, you know, eating all the food. But then when I like saw the numbers of like, you know, like almost 3,000 calories, I was like, whoa, hang on a minute. Like, (laughs) yeah, I've never gone like that high before. And it's just another fear that you had to work through. But then it's like, it's going back and understanding your why, which I think is really important and trusting the process. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. Your why and trusting your process. Yeah. Two big key things that I always check in with my clients about as well. 
So I know we've mentioned this already, but I think it's such a really important topic that we need to talk more into is consistency. So consistency really is the key to training. And I know that you preach that. I also know that taking responsibility for your results is something that you also preach. And I'm so there for you with that. I saw what you posted this morning and I was like, yes, it's so true. So what are three things that are really going to help women stay consistent in the gym? Well, firstly, setting yourself some small bite-sized goals that will help you with motivation and consistency. I think the smaller the goals, the better and the more chance you will have at achieving them. So also don't set too many goals at once because it can be very overwhelming, whether that's going to the gym X amount of times a week or lifting that X amount of weight. So starting small, also setting yourself up with some habits that will yeah, just help you be consistent in the gym every week, like such as something so simple as laying your gym clothes out on the bed the night before you know, so you're ready to go. And also just planning out your weekly training sessions. You know, what days are you going to train? Try and stay committed to those days. And of course, there's going to be times where you can't train for whatever reason. But what really matters is consistency where you can maintain that most of the time and get a plan that works for you and what is you find that's more sustainable for you and your lifestyle. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you are responsible for your own motivation and discipline and you know, of course, don't forget to also have fun with that as well. Like find something that that you enjoy. Yeah, I love that. In terms Mm. of like the first thing you said in terms of starting small, like that's Mm. one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make is they try to turn their lives upside down and around and around. And yeah, like they try to do everything at once. They try to hit the gym five days a week and they start to do their 10,000 steps and then they start to, you know, meal prep all their meals. Like all of those things has taken myself like, you know, five years to master the skills of those things. Like, so what the problem is, is people go in and then they get so overwhelmed and then it's like, oh my God, this is so hard. And Mm -hmm. as soon as the, oh, it's so hard comes in, it's like, oh, I'm going to give up. Like I, I can't, I can't do it. And then I'm a failure because this is another thing that I've tried and now I've failed at when really that's not the problem. The problem is not you. It's like, you've, try to, you know, change too many things at once. So therefore you feel like you're failing when really you need to be compassionate towards yourself for trying. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Self-compassion is huge. And don't forget where we end up in a comparison trap where we might see these really fit people. What you have to remember is, okay, how many actual years of experience do they have? How long have they been doing this for? And again, that's not the first thought that we think about, but it's also a good thing to be mindful of if you, you know, get into that comparison trap. Yeah, comparison is such a thing, right? And it's like we sit there and I like to look at comparison with two different lenses now because I can see how yeah. it's actually it's such a useful tool. But when used in the negative way, it can be so harmful, right? We sit there and we're yeah. comparing ourselves like I'd be comparing myself to you, for example. And, you know, you've got 10 years of experience under your belt where I would only have three. So, of course, like if I could choose to sit there and be like, oh, hang on a minute. I'm not really good. I can't lift as much as her. Like my muscles aren't as popping as hers and make myself feel really bad about it. Or I could use it as, oh my God, look where I could be in 10 years and what's possible for me. But I think that's just because like I've done a lot of work on my mindset and being able to sit there now, but absolutely comparison is can be so harmful. So definitely in that space, if you're comparing yourself, get rid of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> please, out your social media. <laughs> Yes, but you know, it's funny because I'll look at you, right? And I'll see, man, she's such like a successful, badass businesswoman. But yeah, again, flipping it around is like, oh, you know, 
that's inspiration there. You know, mm. it's really just about how you perceive it and you can always flip it mm. on its head and think of it more in a positive light. Exactly. And it's all about yeah. like building our awareness and ultimately yeah. really it's knowing our own worth and believing in ourselves because as soon as we're stuck in that comparison trap, right, like we're making it mean that I'm not as good as her, therefore I'm not good enough. And that really ties yeah. into that gym anxiety thing really well because it's like, well, I'm not good here in the gym. That means I'm not good enough. So I think that's something that's is a really good takeaway point from all this conversation as well is like the importance of knowing your own worth and knowing how freaking good mm-hmm. you are. Self-admiration is such a, it's a really hard skill to build, but it's going to ultimately yeah. help you in so many areas of your life in terms of the, you know, the confidence within the gym. Um, one more thing, sorry, I just wanted to say in the having the plan thing, like that is huge in terms of like, you're completely right. And there's so many like weird, wacky things on social media, like, you know, that you're seeing people doing squats on BOSU balls and stuff. I'm just like the feeling that you get right from like, you know, having some, I even get someone else to write my exercise program. I think you're working with a coach too at the moment or you were. Uh, Yeah, I just finished, but yeah, I was yeah following structured program from another coach. And that was probably the first time I have followed a structured program with a coach for a long amount of time. Yeah, And oh, it really changes everything. Yeah. And what, and how did it change? What are the specific things? I just think I was way more focused. Yep. I have never been that focused ever in my yep. health and fitness journey. So it was six months of, you know, following a training block, going from strength to hypertrophy. Yeah. And, you know, because it's an investment, I just wanted to work as hard as I could and actually see what I was capable of yep. and see results. Like I was just in that mindset. It all comes back to being in that mindset and you have to be ready. You have to be ready and you have to be committed. Yeah. I love that. It's, investing in yourself is terrifying, but the fire it lights in your up your butt is huge. Like, oh my God, I have oh, yeah. never moved so much or put as much effort in as until I, when I yeah. started investing in myself and yeah, the God, the benefits of it, I could go on for it forever, but that's. <laughs> yeah. It's huge. It. But like, the good thing is, is you feel more confident showing up as a coach and that reflects on how you coach your clients. Like that's the biggest thing that I have realized as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the thing with anything, like if you invest in, you know, you've got someone there to, to give you that external validation at the end of the day, it's like, you are going to be able to show up more confidently. So in the gym, you are going to like, you know, pick up heavier weights. You are going to like show up. You are going to commit because like, number one, you've invested money. You've got skin in the game. Like yeah. how many free eBooks have you downloaded and never used? Like, I don't know. Hands up. Exactly. Right? Like it's about yeah. actually committing and there's a difference. And I think people think that they're committed, but if like, do they actually know what commitment means? Like, do they show up for themselves like they would show up as like, you know, in all areas of their life, like they do on that first day of the job? Like there is a different mm-hmm. level of commitment, right? And I think that's definitely, yeah. I'm a, there's a skill that I'm still learning and building myself, but yeah, need to like learn how to, you know, follow through and actually, yeah, commit. Yeah. Stick and commit. Yeah. That's the biggest thing, you know? And the thing about that is they might get this huge spark of motivation to begin with. Yeah. But then motivation goes out the window and that's oh. when discipline comes into play. Yeah. You need to be disciplined to be able to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. I just want to mention there as well is like I think it needs to be a healthy level of discipline as well because I personally have been yeah. on the other side of 
unhealthy relationship with discipline in terms of like, I don't know, I would avoid social situations because I would have to go to the gym or I'd have to go for a run because I hadn't burned enough calories in the day. So it's finding that healthy balance and utilizing it to your advantage to really get those good results because number one you absolutely need to be disciplined but number two maybe you have to pull back a bit and like enjoy your life a little bit so yeah no you're so right and yeah it's about being mindful and knowing when you might have to take an extra day off to rest yeah if you pull up so sore from a session have a rest day or take a week off sometimes that's what I do um in the year I, I might take a week off training and oh my god I come back better I come back stronger yeah and I'm not waking up feeling niggly and like my sleep isn't you know, isn't shitty. Like you definitely need to know when to take time off. Yeah, absolutely. That's like me this morning. I woke up and I was so sore. I was like, I'm not going to the gym today. I'm going for a slow walk and a coffee and I'm here for it. But an old version of me, right, would have felt so guilty for that. Yeah. And that brings me into like perfect into this question, right? Like I want to speak to intensity and recovery because I know there is so many women out there who believe that they need to be like super sweaty or burning so many calories in order to see results. So what do you believe are signs of an effective workout and what do you really need to do in order to see results? Yeah, so I think, you know, just following that structured program, Uh, And like you said before, you don't necessarily have to be absolutely shattered by the end of a workout. Like you don't have to go to a hit session or whatever it is and be absolutely shattered. Uh, And also a lot of people believe that if you don't, you have to be sore after every session, like Mm. you haven't worked hard enough. Yeah, I think that's a huge thing. But I think, you know, if you wanting to train to intensity is making sure that, again, you're progressively overloading. And, you know, you're following a structured program where you'll, you know, have certain program blocks where you might like slowly over time build up, want to build up some strength. So you'll, you know, start doing lesser reps or sets. And then from there, you know, you'll be able to push your limits a bit more. So Mm -hmm. I guess it, it just really depends on your experience as someone because someone's intensity might be different to someone else's. Like it really just depends. Yeah, and it's definitely something you need to learn. Absolutely. Mm, like it's yeah. being able to train like actual close to your full potential and failure is a skill yeah. in its own. Like I know personally for me, I probably don't push the 10 out of 10 RPE. Absolutely not. Like for my deadlift the other day, I definitely got a little bit scared when I was lifting those heavier numbers. So it's yeah, definitely something that like you said, comes with time and comes with practice and comes with learning yeah. because at the end of yeah. the day, it's like we've got to learn the physical, but we also have to learn to tame the mind in that as well. Yes. Yeah. And not overdo it. And oh, I'm the same. I can relate to that. At the end of my strength block, we were doing deadlifts and yeah, I hurt my back in the past as well. So again, I was just had this constant fear in my head that I was going to do something to my back. And yeah, like it, I guess the fear didn't go away, but it's just really just being able to train your mind and you know just know and trusting yourself that yes you're okay you've got this (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and I love how you said like the signs of an effective workout is like you know following that program and doing the same thing over and over again and applying progressive overload and if you're new to this if you don't know what progressive overload is all it is literally doing a little bit more than you did the week before so literally if you're squatting, you know, 40 kilos and then the next week you did 42 kilos or if you did 40 kilos, 10 reps, the next week it could look like 11 reps or 12 reps at the same weight. Like that's all it is. It's like really small increments 
But when you think about it, like you're at the end of the day, what you're doing with your strength training is you're breaking your muscles down and then repairing them with your nutrition. So if you're, you know, breaking them down and they're repairing themselves and coming back stronger, you're going to need that new stimulus in order to break them down again. So that's why it's vital to be progressively overloading. And that is the sign of an effective workout. Actually, you know, getting stronger each and every week because when you start getting stronger your body composition changes in terms of your building muscle and depending where you are like right with your nutrition it's like you could be body recomping sitting at maintenance you could be you know building muscle sitting in that surplus or but then in the deficit it's more like just holding on to your strength the best you can during the deficit mm-hmm. holding on for dear life yeah <laughs> And then like dropping fat. So that's why, yeah. yeah, it's so important, right, to have it all lined up because I know there's so many people out there and maybe it's because I used to like listen to nutrition podcasts on repeat, but they had like such a big emphasis, right, on nutrition being king and then exercise being queen. And I actually really disagree with that. I really believe like if your goal, right, is to get tone and like, you know, get that lean athletic look that a lot of my clients personally are like striving towards, like your exercise exercise is just as important as your nutrition because it's the exercises is contributing to what your body looks like. Like, yes, the body fat percentage is absolutely everything with your nutrition, but you can't have a perky peach if you're not strength training. So I absolutely believe that they are. Preach. <laughs> they are both important. And then I could even say now your mindset work is on that same level as well. Like the importance of that. <laughs> Yeah, they're all up there. I feel like they're equal. Like you need those three things to be able to be successful. Mm. You need that and you need structure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Mm. It's because it's like that mindset component of it, right, is like it's the consistency. And if you're not working on the mindset, you're probably not going to be consistent. And that's like if you're not being consistent, sorry, you're not going to see results. Yeah, exactly. It all comes back to the consistency. It all just (laughs) ties back in with that. One day everyone will believe us. Yeah, it's fun day. Oh, um, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else that you would like to add? No, thank you so much. I've really loved this chat. Mm. Um, but no, I don't think I have anything else to add. I feel like we've covered a whole lot of awesome topics, and we spoke about some epic things and some really good nuggets in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If people are interested in reaching out, where do they find you? And what's kind of like in the next six months for you and your biz? Well, so if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's gains with Ains underscore. Um, and in terms of business, I'm, you know, wanting to branch out to more of the online space at the moment. So, you know, I'm really just getting myself geared up for that and, you know, just doing some more planning and what my business to look like. Mm-hmm. So it's all about just, you know, scaling and growing this year. Yes. And obviously, you know, nurturing my amazing clients that I already have. But, yeah, I just really want to, you know, have more reach and, and help more women out there that are struggling yeah. with the things that we used to struggle with. Yeah. You know, yes. it's such a passion of mine. And, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. hear you on that. Like, hence the reason. I love what I do, right? Like that feeling that you get from helping the women go from their starting point to, like, lifting heavy or eating more or feeling more confident within themselves or feeling healthier yeah. more energy is like so fulfilling so yeah there's there's nothing that lights me up more is when I see a client who I'm training and you know I'll put on some weight and they think oh my god I can't do that yeah and they do it and they just say oh my god they're just so impressed yeah it's yeah that just lights me up 
I love it. I love that. Thank you all so much for being here. I really, really appreciate you all. Just a quick reminder that the Fit and Free Academy is open for enrollment right now. If you're sick of grinding, if you're sick of afraid to increase your calories, if you want to feel free with your food and you want to look fit AF, then this is for you. It literally is a life-changing experience that is going to help you overcome all your fears in and around food and finally get the body that you want. If you are interested, the link is in the show notes to apply. I love you all and I'll see you next week.